you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, it's Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Mm-hmm. It was chill. I've been really busy with work. Mm-hmm. And between work and some work events, I am, I was exhausted by the end of this week. Right. Um, and I have a gala and some board meetings and stuff this week. So this weekend I really wanted to chill. Mm-hmm. I washed all my clothes because they were overflowing. <laughs> I was able to get some sleep and be lazy. Did a little shopping. JCP was having a wonderful Veterans Day sale, and then Ooh, maybe I, I need some bras. Maybe I'll go check it out. Okay, because <laughs> then when you get there, stuff is already marked down, mm-hmm. and then you get. I like JCP how they do their coupons. They be giving you extra stuff, but yeah. they do it like a surprise, like it's like a scratch off. Uh-huh. So she gave me the card. She was mm-hmm. like, "Well, let's see what else you could get off." Mm-hmm. And I opened the card, and it was forty percent off. Uh-huh. And I literally said, "Hey, shabala, hey, shabala, right." Right there. And the girl started laughing. She was like, hey, I would do that too. Yeah. Because, y'all, my total was 407. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Well, all the coupons, 203. Oh, that's, that's you, real good. <laughs> I was excited. And I went to Hobby Lobby, which is like mm-hmm. the best place on earth. Mm-hmm. And their Christmas village is up and running, baby. And even though I don't need any more Christmas decor, you know I bought something. <laughs> Everything was like was 50% like, just a off. Sun. I was like, well, let me just add this to my little wine china hutch thing when it's time. And, you know, I got a little bow to put on my rail outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to, de- you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back because I need one more thing. But you know what? <laughs> I mean, it's nice to, like, add something right. different to. Because, you know, especially if you use the same stuff year over year, it's nice to add a, something new every year. I think Right, I got, nice. like, some pillows to add to the couch. Like, swoop mm-hmm. out there, like, holiday pillows. I'm going to go back um, to get a few more things. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not changing my color scheme because, one, that's, only, expensive. that's expensive. And I only have so much storage in this house. Right. And it's not necessary. So, like you said, add a few new things. Mm-hmm. I'm placing my tree in a different area this year. <laughs> so, I'm excited. Unlike some of you tacky folks, I'm waiting till after Thanksgiving because I have class. Yeah, some people take their Halloween decorations down and put them Christmas I decorations up. I saw somebody I follow on Instagram. She's like an influencer. She was putting her Christmas stuff up. I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm excited for Christmas too. But I don't rush it now. <laughs> and I'm going to be thankful and watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it in the order. Now. With I feel like day, I wish some, I think some people wish that Thanksgiving was earlier so they had more time. For Christmas. Yes. <laughs> with that being said, we'll just keep it on the back end. My <laughs> tree be up to the end of January. <laughs> what are you talking about? My tree will be up to the end of January. Mm-mm-mm. Just like last year. <laughs> so, but I will say, when the clock strikes 12 and it is official, officially Black Friday. Mm-hmm. That Christmas music is going up, and I'm flipping my house over. Okay? We should we should drink and decorate your house. Well, <laughs> that night, come on with it. <laughs> that'd be that's something fun to do. Let me know what you're trying to do. 
I don't have nothing else to do that day. You know, Thanksgiving that I with, think with the fam, and then I go home, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You want to f- come over here and flip the house over with me? Cool. I'm All good. I know is that tree and them decorations is going up. I'm down for that. I'm playing in my mind. Yes, we'll just we'll drink, decorate, and listen to Christmas music. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh okay, <laughs> I'm ready for it. Okay. <laughs> And I figured out, I didn't buy my Christmas gifts. I bought a little bit. But I have figured out what I'm getting people, including yeah. Sydney. Hopefully, one, someone else doesn't purchase it. Right, because I sent everybody the same list. You got to stop doing that. I, I or, was thinking, I'm like, I need might need to start be like telling them, select two or three that you think about getting so that I could tell somebody else. Because or give people I'm different have items. Like five-weighted blanket. Or just feel like give people different items. <laughs> Try to give people different... Because I, I am hoping... Y'all talk to each other. <laughs> I'm hoping that no one buys it and or you don't buy it for yourself. Because sometimes... Well, I'll be so... Because so, okay. so that happens sometimes. On my Christmas sometimes. list is a weighted blanket. By, By the way, way I, I didn't get the Christmas list. <sighs> I can send it to you. But I want a 25-pound weighted blanket. And Target had some weighted blankets on sale this weekend. I was about to buy one. I was like, I'm going to have to tell everybody not to buy that off my list. But they didn't have any 25-pound ones, so I didn't get it. Well, send me the Christmas list, yes, dear. Ma'am. And I, in my mind, I know what I'm getting you, so I'm hoping you don't. But, you know, if you can get me a good gift without needing the list, that's even better. Like, yeah, that I means just want to see. Like, I still like to see what's on the list okay. now. But I do have Half a- of it is the stuff I didn't get last year. But. <laughs> And last year, I did not shop off her list. Right. I shopped a little bit off of it. Yeah. But I didn't know what other people were getting. <laughs> and some of that stuff you don't need two of. Right. So, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I have an idea. I know what I'm getting my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, I have no idea. But I'm still thinking. Anyway, all that to say, I had a very peaceful, restful weekend. Mm-hmm. I also had a delicious nap today that will cause me to be up all night, but it was a great nap. Okay. Um, my weekend was like, un- well, I won't say uneventful. Friday night, we went. I went. Me and Sharice went to the Horrible Decisions live show, and their after party. Um, outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, I literally was like in Delta meetings all weekend. That was my weekend. I, like, I literally wish I was off tomorrow because I need a day to myself. But uh, here we are. Um, so that was my weekend. Pretty uneventful <laughs> overall. All right. So let's get into it. Did you watch the live Little Mermaid? I did not. I watched it mm-hmm. and... Is that a good or bad? Queen Latifah was great. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes... Everything ain't meant for a live. Under the sea, I think it's tough because, I mean, Little Mermaid is tough there. Yeah. It's the water. It's the, and, like, the story, mm-hmm. once again, I think sometimes when we do versions like this, we're looking at the original source, right? So we're looking right. at the animated film. Right. And we're comparing it to whatever the case may be. I think Queen Latifah was great. Ariel, some of her singing was a little... Mm, pitchy. Okay. Um, Shaggy was um, what's the crabs character? Why Sebastian. Sebastian. Because I heard on, in the dress rehearsal they they decided to take off his cla- crab. He looked crazy. Because one of the producers tweeted out like, I know y'all saying he don't look like a crab because he has his leather suit on, but when she 
when the picture was shown with him with the crab claws, I said, yeah, he looks crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I think because of the fact that flounder's a fish, and the, it's just hard to me to do that live. Yeah. Is there an actual live, like, Broadway version of Little Mermaid? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I just feel like that's just a something that's hard to do. Yeah. It's not cause, because you have humans playing humans, and you have the animals. not like yeah. the Lion King, where everyone's an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's easier to do, like, the humans versus the animals if you literally have, like, a whole animal suit on. And, like, you can't see who was under there, you know? Right. Like, it was just, I think it was hard to do, but Queen Latifah was great. And I don't I think it was terrible, but yeah. it definitely, uh, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. That's all I can say. Okay. It was just all right. Okay. Um, also, I want to talk about the Popeye sandwich really briefly. Mm-hmm. Because someone was stabbed to death in Maryland. Yeah. About this sandwich. Well, well there's really been the some debates, yeah, because people said that they were already beefing and so saw each more, other at the Popeye's. And then and it, was it was that. Right. And so but, it was more like opportunity With met. that being said, but I have seen still it's over the sandwich, but. several videos of people actually fighting oh, over the yes. sandwich. So my point really is... Or people is, being inappropriate and getting their sandwiches I mean, it's just took. ridiculous. <laughs> and so my point in all of that to say is like, it's nothing wrong that we want to eat the sandwich or tr- or try the sandwich, mm-hmm. but like let's have some coof, guys. <laughs> That's Agreed. all I'm saying. Agreed. It's nothing wrong with wanting to try it, especially because at this point I don't think it's a limited time offer. So it's like you can yeah. get that ish whenever. Like calm down. <laughs> and so like, cause some people are like y'all, you know, y'all making black people look bad. Da, da, da. No. I'm not making it a black thing. Because white people be doing this over I saw a video of two, I saw two, a video of two white men fighting at yeah. a Popeye's because he cut them off in the drive-thru. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It was... <laughs> I laughed a little on that one. But the <laughs> point is, the point is, is you don't need to act this way over any product. Mm-hmm. If it ain't changing, if it's not like life saves, life saving, right. calm down. <laughs> like if it's first person that gets, or whoever finds the golden sandwich gets their loans paid off, All right. I might be there. Hey, I might be there with you shoving you <laughs> out the way. But it's like, calm down. And people I know who have tasted it that are like closer to me, mm. they didn't even like it. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews from like, so, some people are like, it's alright, and then some people are like, it's good, but like, it's not all that. I'm not standing in line for hours for it. Like, I, I still want to try it, but yeah. the line's got to go down, so maybe I'll try it some sometime people, in 2020. It was like people tweeting about it. I think this tweet is going to catch too much steam, it's not going to work, but people were saying to go on Thanksgiving while people are at like eating a regular meal, because then the lines will be short. I'm like, you that pressed. But I mean, it may, it would be a good I mean, strategy if, don't if everybody have, doesn't do it. If you don't have plans. Right. Because in my mind, Or if thinking, you're on the way somewhere. Why am I stopping for Popeyes when I'm about to get like a fabulous Thanksgiving meal? Everybody's different, I suppose. Yeah. The point is, is chill out, man. I'm tired. I, I, chill out. Right. Y'all look crazy. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about. You heard the story of Alexis Crawford? Yes, like because I saw the vision on Twitter, and she was missing. Mm-hmm. And at first, I think a lot of people thought human trafficking that's because been that's a, been a growing issue, especially in Atlanta. Very present, yeah, and prevalent in Atlanta. It's yeah. a growing concern all across the country, but it is is a lot in mm-hmm. Atlanta. So the immediate thought was human trafficking, right? 
Um, so she's been missing mm-hmm. and the body was found yeah. after she was reported missing. And the two suspects who turned themselves in from my understanding, what's their names? Uh, I don't remember their names, but it's her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend. Jordan Jones and Baron Brantley. Okay. Yes. Roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently what it, it seems what the story is, what I've read is the boyfriend mm-hmm. assaulted, assaulted Alexis. Alexis. Yes. And she reported, reported it. Mm-hmm. And then days later, she went missing. Mm-hmm. And then I found the body. Right. So. And that they killed her because of the of report. Of the report. Um, because they didn't want. And he has a bunch of priors, but they didn't want him to go to jail right, or right. whatever. So what I'm going to say is this. Jesus, the Lord, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I was this girl's mother Woo-hoo. or this boy's mother, when I tell you, right, they would have to go to jail because I just might kill them. I, I, mm-hmm. I would feel so angry. Like, what is wrong? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would feel. And then for the girl, his girlfriend. She boo-booed we we got to we got to love on our sister's child yeah because I mean and a lot of time when you in jail and stuff like that a lot of time they're related the crimes are related to Whoever the men in their life they was doing something yeah. for someone they got caught up with them a lot of times sometimes it's definitely just them mm-hmm. but there's a lot there's statistic reports about like most of the crime is due to being engaged with being in a relationship or relations with someone yeah. That got you caught that up. That got you caught up. And yeah. it's like, what? Yeah. Here's the thing. If I was that girl and my roommate, I don't know if she ever expressed it to her, whatever it is, yeah. your boyfriend did X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. I'm going with her to make the report. And they're also, I've, and I don't know I don't the know. law around this, but the, I feel like there should be some sort of protections when you're making, when you made a claim against someone that's going to be in your space. Like, I feel like there should be some kind of way for like her to... Like a restraining order or something? Yeah, so that he can't be there or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because that shouldn't have happened, number one. Like, that shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Number two, stuff like this is why <clears throat> I hate hearing when people be like, well, why didn't they speak up sooner? She spoke up soon. And, and reported it and did everything she was supposed to do. And, right, right. But people will find any reason to victim blame. And it's like, here's an example of, she spoke up as soon as she could, and she took the proper channels, and here she is. The guilty party further made themselves guilty. Right. And so it's like, I hate when people be like, why you don't speak up sooner? And it's like, this is why, because there is still fear involved, and you are, like, in some cases, still putting yourself at even more risk by doing that. And then the other and thing... And it's not to discourage people to report, but it's just but like... But then the other thing, you report early, you don't, you're not believed. Mm-hmm. I think it's also by the fact of the matter is, people don't like to believe that this stuff happens. And yeah. it does, and I don't know what it is when people don't like to believe that men do, do this stuff. Right. Women are capable, but most of the time, it's men in these situations. Right. There's a whole industry for women trying to protect themselves from men that don't know how to keep their hands from That's themselves. what I'm saying. I'm like... That's a problem. Yeah. We shouldn't walk around. We shouldn't feel like, as a woman, I need to walk around 
with a taser mm-hmm. despised as lipstick or right. a keychain that's also uh, pepper spray, pepper like spray yeah. or knife yeah. or all these, you know, they have these special things you put in your dream to make sure to check your dream. Yeah. And on uh, Yesterday on Twitter, I saw like this like thing you put on your cup. Mm-hmm. So if you're at a party. It's like a lock on your cup. No, I'm sure they have that too, but it, yeah. it looked like, um, kind of like saran wrap. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you put it over top of the cup, yeah. and it has like this one little space mm-hmm. so that people can't put anything, put anything they can't just in drop it. They in can't there just casually. drop it in there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's a whole thing about this, mm-hmm. and the people who are buying these products are women. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're not... Men aren't buying these. There's not a concern. There's not. Most and men don't, don't get me feel, wrong. I'm sure there most are. Most men don't feel concerned. We'll put right, it that way. Right. Because right. there's still always a chance. Right. 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 So I'm not saying that women can't be sexual predators because that's they not can. The case. And right. there's plenty of cases of that too. Right. But the point is, is when a man goes out, I don't think his main concern is is someone going to. <laughs> Sexually assault me, rape That's probably me, the last drug thing rape me, um, on slip most something in my drink. Cisgendered, heterosexual right. men. That is the last thing on their mind. I don't believe they go <laughs> out and do that. I don't believe when one of your, when when men are out and one of their friends won't go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. another friend doesn't go with them. They be like, all right, right. Where women, and we're out. Someone goes with them. Yes. You don't go by yourself. Someone and it's goes like, y'all with don't them. realize why we do that? Like, it's not just for kicks and giggles. Like, someone goes with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. And if I don't go with them, I'm checking, like, they've been in the bathroom. But they take too long. too long, then I'm going to get them. Exactly. Been there. <laughs> yes, so many times. Like, what are you doing? You're right. taking a long time. Right. 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 And I get that. They be like, it was a lie. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I'm just you was taking a long time. <laughs> right. So. I don't think that's typically on the minds of men when they go out. So mm-hmm. this is a thing, and these are the moments where you know you you see the ignorance on social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, who raised you? Right. I say, who raised you yeah. to think that way? What type and of the girl, was the roommate, in? she was posting, find her like she... trash. When I tell you, oh my, put him under the jail. Seriously, let them get life. That is, I mean, and that girl there, such a fool, mm-hmm. such a fool. Right. What? What? I guess sometimes part of me is like, I don't know whose idea it was, because mm-hmm. it could have been her idea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do we get there? Yeah. How do we? we how do we get to a place the, of why are you gotta touching kill my her? roommate? What, who? <laughs> how do I don't we know who that? started who. It could have been her idea. It could have been her idea. I don't know. Right. But how did we get to that action of, oh, we got to kill her? Right. What? Like, that's the solution. Nobody going to notice. That was going to fix it? Nobody going to find her. I, I just like, felt... I felt sad, and I just felt disgusted, and something's wrong with people. Yeah. And... And it's just, it's just so sad. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. And I hope they're put under the jail. And I mean that in every freaking way. Yeah. Anyway, next story... Instagram, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. we talked about how they were testing removing the likes in other countries. Yeah. And so now Instagram has announced that it will start hiding likes for U.S. users mm-hmm. this coming week. Yeah. And what that means, because I feel like there's some people who feel confused. Yes. When we get on Instagram now, mm-hmm. we won't be able to see 
uh, whoever you follow their likes. So you won't yeah. see that they got 50 likes, 1,000 likes, 200,000 right. likes. Right. Um, the like feature is still there. Mm-hmm. We can still like posts. Mm-hmm. And you can still see how many likes you have. Mm-hmm. You can still see how many views your videos have. Right. So it's not getting rid of it completely. Now, for the concern of small business owners, influencers, this is one I'm going to say one. Mm-hmm. At least I'm taking influencers aside. Just small businesses and businesses. Yeah. Um, Instagram don't owe you nothing. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's, it's always important to have your own platform that you control. Yeah. So a lot of time, when you have these small businesses and you only operate off of social media, mm-hmm. you're already shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Yes, we want to use it for marketing purposes and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But you should always have something you can control. Yeah. Your goal is to get is them why, off the platform. Right, into your space, right. buying it, your product, reading, service, whatever. reading, whatever it is. Downloading, You want to get them, right, to your space. And so it's important to me, one, if you are a small business owner or a business owner, you should have your own space. Yeah. You, to me, and I'm going to be very clear, and if this insults anyone, it's not my intent, but like... You're not a blogger if you're only on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's not blogging. That's just posting a picture yeah. on Instagram. I wish there was a word for that, like grammar. I don't know. I, I, like <laughs> A social media influencer. That's basically that's, it. You're just being trying to be an influencer, yeah. and that's fine. Right. But you're I mean, not a blogger. You don't have a website. You, you're not writing about it. You're not posting. You know what I mean? Like, right. you post on Instagram. It's just you posting on Instagram. Right. Now, as for influencers... Mm-hmm. You can still make money. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can, because if you're an influence who's bought about it, you have a media kit. Uh-huh. You're keeping track of your engagement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if Instagram is smart, they should be like Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Pinterest has incredible analytics yeah. where you can download reports and stuff like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And if Instagram is smart, they'll create a feature like that. Mm-hmm. So if businesses are wanting to see an influence engagement, because they sound like, well, how do you know it's real what they're telling you? There's always a chance you can be lying in any yeah. capacity. I see a but, lot of influencers just screenshotting it. Right. Metrics. But if there was a way where they could download something, mm-hmm. attach it to their media kit or whatever, or send it to businesses, then they can see. Yeah. I don't think this will stop people's money hustles because no. people in other countries have not spoken out about that. Right. I do... I With am the, interested in seeing if engagement rates do decrease across the board same and i am interested in seeing how it changes with the algorithm because as we all know with the algorithm you show up to more people and higher if people engage with your content fast um so uh, i know a lot of people if somebody has too many likes they're not gonna like it um so maybe which i think that's weird (laughs) by the way i think it's like why Mm -hmm. and so so for some reasons like that is like then it's like cool the likes is gone because right but then i also feel like it gives a chance for people because likes validate things for people so someone can have great content Mm -hmm. or a great product but because they only have five likes you won't really pay attention to it so now you go off of just Mm -hmm. the picture they post or just the information they're sharing yeah and then you have to actually opt in on them right the other part Nicki Minaj has been speaking a lot about Instagram and mm. how she doesn't plan to use it anymore. What? And she connected it to kind of like the mu- music industry. And I thought this was an interesting theory. Analogy, yeah. So basically she's saying it's not about being a more like 
um, a better type of social media platform. It's not about helping people or getting people to get through the validation. Mm-hmm. She's saying it's because she's saying Instagram wants your money and they feel like hiding the likes and stuff like that is shutting down the need for brands to hire influencers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she's saying because they're shutting that down, Instagram is wanting you, instead of paying these um, influencers and things like that to market your products, they want you to just buy ads from Instagram. So that's why they're mm-hmm. shutting this down. And she compared it. She kind of went into kind of the music industry as well with the sense of independent artists can now really do a lot. Mm-hmm. And so these record label, like major label people are having to compete with people who don't have teams, just the yeah. power of social media. <clears throat> so if social media is getting rid of stuff like this, mm-hmm. it can hurt artists and influencers and stuff like that. And then Instagram and other big companies are able to pocket more money. Right. I thought it was an interesting I was about to say, I do, I'm I not going to be ignorant enough to say that there is not a business and money reason behind them Of course. It's of a course. business. Like, come on. Of course. But... I'm not sure if that's the reason um, because a lot of times when people do brand partnerships, they do still promote their post as an ad. So um, Instagram is still getting their coin. And then like <clears throat> with all the new things in place, like with when you are doing a partnership, you have to tag it in a certain way a lot of times. And so Instagram can still see who is doing all of that. So I don't know if... I, I thought it was an theory, interesting but... theory. I didn't all the way agree with it because I felt like even if someone, even if a business is doing ads on Instagram or any social media platform, influencers are influencers for a reason. Yeah. And sometimes they penetrate better than a paid ad. Yeah. So I still think businesses, influencers will still be okay. Yeah. Um, We'll see. But I just kind of feel like outside of that, you really shouldn't care. And if yeah. you care that much, then that's a problem. Question your own business or influencer proposition. If that's if, if that's if this is gonna make that much of a difference. Because like you said, you still have all your numbers on the back end. So you can still have your engagement. If people mm-hmm. like you, they'll still like your posts and still be engaged to what you're putting out there. So right. I kinda thought it was weird. And then for normal people complaining um, and when I say normal, I mean people who aren't using their social media to try to monetize anything. Right. What the heck are you complaining about? I mean, what, what, what? Post your pictures and move on. Yeah, I feel like those people are the people that won't like certain people's pictures that they have too many likes. Isn't that weird though? I've always thought that was weird. If you like <laughs> it, you like it. Right. I don't. I mean, if it's a nice picture or I like the message or whatever it is, I'm just gonna like it. I don't right. care. I don't how many likes they have. Right. I don't care. If anything, I'll look at who because you know how if your friend has liked it, they I don't like that mess. Because you know what? What if I'm trying to like something, you know, something crazy, and then you see it, it's like. <laughs> Patrice knows likes. Come on! I be thinking about that. You be making it hot on Twitter because you know when someone else yes! likes it, someone your time. I be showing up. I be like, y'all making everything so hot. <laughs> Why can't I just like something petty and private? It'll be interesting if Instagram does that feature. I don't know yeah. if it'll work, but I, I, I would rather chill out. That on Twitter. You in Twitter? I'd be like, Dad, I can't even like that. nothing's private. I just be liking. I'd be like, you just gonna see what I'm liking. That's on you. Like, don't look if you don't like. I think like. it's funny because I pretty much, like, if, sorry, y'all, 
if I'm if y'all follow us on Twitter, like it's me, it's yeah, you. Know, just yeah. so we're clear. Cause I be tweeting. I I started tweeting a little bit more. I saw. <laughs> so if you are on Twitter and you see Good Girls in Valley, hopefully you're following us. GGBP. GGBB podcast, follow us. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's Shanae. <laughs> I control that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, um, and so I'm speaking on behalf of Sydney, but I'm speaking on behalf of her on topics I know I can. <laughs> if there's anything I know, for the record, if there's anything I know she would agree with and I would, I won't engage in it. I mean, a lot of times it don't make no difference. But I do because it's both of us. So yeah. the point is, is one, if you're tweeting, you're talking to me. So right. just make that clear. <laughs> but the point is, I don't be liking everything now because everybody don't need to see it now. <laughs> when people be liking them weird, freaky videos and I'm like, that's intriguing. <laughs> I won't like it though because don't nobody need to see that I liked it. But I did watch it. <laughs> I did watch it. And I thought, huh, that's something. That's Look at something. that. Look at that. Look at that. I can't stand you. That'd be nice right now. <laughs> it is, you know, cold weather season. It's perfect season to be cuddled. Well, I got pillows and blankets. <laughs> eh? I got my stuffed animals. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and my space heater. Got my space heater. Got this wonderful fluffy jacket I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I bought some pajamas this weekend. She's warm, baby. <laughs> anyway. The last thing, the last media topic that I know y'all waiting on, because I know you're like, but they didn't talk. We will. We're going to come back to it. Just not yet. <laughs> We're going to move forward to TV. Yes. So, we wait until January 5th for power. Um, <laughs> I'm so irritated just like, that. That is still irritating the crap out of me. I know you don't watch Greenleaf, but I did. I watched the first season and then I fell off. Girl, I was watching it over the weekend. And if you're a Greenleaf fan, I'm going to just say this. I'm so happy, happy, Lord. I'm so happy Charity got played. She's so annoying. She's so annoying. Mm -mm. And the fact that she got played hard in that last episode, I cackled, I laughed, I enjoyed it. Same with Carissa. I don't like her. So the fact that she got the clap, I laughed oh, and laughed so hard. I got an STD. Huh? Cheating oh. around. Because I was like, I don't even know these people. She was cheating. <laughs> cheating. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. So she sis going to cheat, not even use protection. Well, and you know, give, most people, when they cheat, they don't use protection. Right. And they give herself and her husband the mm. clap. Wow. So then you had to have that conversation. Wow. Fun time. <sighs> Anyway, I didn't see the latest episode of This Is Us, but I saw I just saw a clip of it. Was it something? Did I miss something? I saw a little parent struggle. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, it was a little something, something, but nothing like too big. It didn't get out of hand. Okay. I'll put it that way. So I will follow with that. But that's kind of it, because I just feel like, I will say, I did get caught up on How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's two more weeks of that, and then we on their break. Honestly... It's getting a little crazy, and I'm glad it's the last season. Me too. It's starting to get confusing. I was hoping that the last two weeks would be yeah. the finale and that we weren't having no right. break. It's starting to get confusing to a place where I don't, because it's like, in the beginning, it made you seem like Annalise actually died for real, mm-hmm. and that we're doing this flashback into her death, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, is Laura with the FBI, against the FBI? Mm-hmm. Um, 
is Annalise with or against? Right, if Annalise <laughs> with them or against them, yeah. is she really trying to run from the Castillos or just she just want to be done? Girl, it's too much going on to get on my nerves. I can't wait till it's over. So I can't wait till it's over. <laughs> now to my Bravo movie. Housewives of Atlanta's back, baby. And the season opened, as we know, Kenya's back. Mm-hmm. She was off last season. She is back on this season. We also know that she is separated from her husband. Mm-hmm. And so the show opens up with her kind of explaining how they got there. Mm-hmm. He lives in New York. She lives in Atlanta. She thought after they got married and settled, which I'm like, see, conversation supposed to be had before you get married. <laughs> what, whether she thought that one space would be their primary residence. Mm-hmm. And because he's an entrepreneur, he's doing so much, a lot of times they spin apart. Stuff that, frankly, should have been discussed before they got married. Yeah. Because... Y'all had a kid, and you and the kid... I would have discussed that before even getting too serious. Like, I what's the long-term like, goal for where we're going to live? I agree. Are we going to be bi-coastal, which some people are, but even if you're bi-coastal, you move and shake with your partner. You make the and effort like, to go back and forth. Right, right. So, I agree. I definitely would have had that conversation. I don't know if, I don't know how much conversation they had, but mm-hmm. they are on the outs. Then we also catch up with Portia, and she was engaged to mm-hmm. Dennis, and they had a kid, but some cheating allegations came out, right. and some other stuff using the cocaine, BCL, I don't know what's true, mm. but we do know the cheating part was true. Okay. No comments were made on the cocaine or BCL. Um, so now she is taking care of the child without him in the home, mm-hmm. so you kind of see parallels between Kenya and Porsche story. Right. And that's why I be confusing them, honestly, because I'm like, it seems like y'all going through the same stuff. They kind of are. <laughs> and they've had a lot of beef in the past, but yeah. it seems like they're on friendship, probably with, they both wanted children, their mothers, they both wanted to find the right person. And mm-hmm. so they're bonding. Nene was not in this episode at all, mm-hmm. which I found was interesting. Well, I heard that there was issues with between her and like the network so that she's not going to be on until episode three or four. I heard it wasn't issues with the network. I don't even network. watch the show, but I just heard. But no, no, no. It she does. That is true. She doesn't come till episode three. Mm-hmm. And I heard that it wasn't. It was less because of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't issues with the network. It was more that Nini is really on the outs of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so for a little bit of the season, you kind of see them separate. You'll see her with her family, mm-hmm. with certain people, and it'll be a little bit before you see them all together because gotcha. at the end of the last season, she really kind of was on the outs of everybody. Gotcha. Um, hmm. And they started the season showing something that happened like six months ago. And there was some epic fight. Someone's a snake in the group. Mm. Allegedly, Nene tried to spit on Kenya. That oh. is what Kenya is telling all the news cycles and blogs. Mm. Um, so there's some drama there. Cynthia was is like begging her man to propose to her, mm-hmm. and it's a little much to watch, mm-hmm. sis. It's a and like they was calling her like you being thirsty. She was like, "Fine, I'm thirsty for him." I'm like, "That wasn't that wasn't a compliment though." <laughs> That wasn't a compliment. <laughs> anyway, I feel like this is going to be a great season. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Okay. You know one show that we used to watch that I think I'm going to start go back to? What? Uh, Love and Hip Hop. 
because like Jim Which one? Jones yeah, and New Chrissy, York, they all coming they're back. all back. And I'm like, I was intrigued. It's like the good old days. I was slightly intrigued when I saw the preview that yeah. New York was basically like the original, the originals back. Yeah, Mendeecees mm-hmm. is getting out pretty soon yep. as well. Which the last time I watched was when he went in. <laughs> right. So I definitely thought about watching it again because yeah. I thought about watching Love and Hip Hop. Hollywood because I keep I seeing used to all watch this yeah. Omarion, Little Fizz, April yeah, Crab. Yeah. So they almost sucking me in. I'm standing <laughs> strong, but they almost sucking me in where I'm yeah. like, all right, I want to see what's going on. But part of me is like, no, I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. But they wearing me down. I might, I might, I might jump back they into They wearing me it. down. Yeah. But we'll see. So right. our question of the week. Yep. And let me just say this. I need y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> we're not getting... I mean, we're just... We don't want to do questions anymore. <laughs> tell me tell me how y'all feeling. Because I thought this one was an easy one. It was a nice one. And we just got a few bites. Alright. So. so, what do you love about yourself the most? Um, Reese P. said, my quick wit, a.k.a. my smart mouth. And thank you, Reese P. For replying to our spam for us. Because <laughs> trust me, most of the time I just delete it. <laughs> thank you for that. It made me laugh. Um, Thumbelina said, I love how genuine of a person I am. And the big DM said, willingness to listen slash hear other perspectives. So, Shanae, what do you love about yourself the most? Everything. All right. That's a good answer. You know, you yeah. gotta, if you don't love yourself, who will? Everything. You know what, I, what skill that I've realized I have all the time that I'm really developing and nurturing is my emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I'm really jigging that right now. I'm really okay. digging that. Okay. Um, I just think my ability to care, I think everyone knows I'm a pretty generous and caring person. So, you know, that's one thing I really love about myself. That is all right. All right. So. Today. So the one thing that we skipped in our media, we just felt like. We had so much to say that it's just going to be the topic of today. Mm-hmm. So as many, I'm sure if y'all know, because I have had so many conversations about this mess. T.I. was talking out the side of his neck mm-hmm. this week um, mm-hmm. on a podcast. He, to give a synopsis, <clears throat> said when um, his daughter turned 16, mm-hmm. she, he started making her OBGYN appointments for her and they would go to the doctors together. She's now 18. They go to the doctor together and um, basically he gets the doctor to check his hymen, check her hymen, knowing like all of the ways that her hymen could be stretched naturally. Um, He says she don't do none of that, which Mm -hmm. I'm like, what kind of childhood did this girl have (laughs) to never ride a bike? (laughs) Especially when she got money. She was riding a bike, riding a horse. ATVs, like, girl, what you doing? What you doing at all? Right, motorcycle son. Um, But he said she don't do none of that. And so it should still be intact. And so um, while he's sitting next to her, he has her sign the, you know, consent form. And he has the doctor check to ensure that her hymen is still intact and that she is, in fact, still a virgin. Mm. Mm. So, um, I feel like there's so many, like, levels to attack here. So, it's like, first, we're going to talk about T.I., we're going to talk about the podcasters, and we're going to talk about the reaction from the public. 
Okay, where, do, where am I starting? I got confused. We starting with T.I. and what he said himself. Trash. <laughs> That's what he said. And the fact that, like, he was told mm-hmm. that the hymen can be broken mm-hmm. so many other ways that that's not, a, truly, that's not a measure of yeah. your virginity Because the hymen can like even that. grow back. Right. Like, that's just not a measure of that. Yeah. And, and she could be doing so many other things. And that, for him, he was like, well, so one is ignorance on yeah. his part of not knowing mm-hmm. um, how a woman's body work and and mm-hmm. that's one, because you're a grown man with daughters and a wife. Mm-hmm. So you never cared enough to learn anatomy. To learn to learn anatomy and learn how it works. But then we could go about his care and concern for the woman in his life anyway. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> uh, and when I say that, I start with his wife. Right. We can we can jump down that. Alley I mean, who he's too. cheated on publicly multiple times? Who said some of the just most just irresponsible, and just you... trash things? So it's like, uh, and you know, like so. With him and his wife, um, there are rumors, I don't think they've ever confirmed it, that they have an open relationship. Honestly, I feel like they should just confirm it, if that's true. Because... For, okay, from what I've read... I feel like it's open, but he's still be cheating. I think like, there's a certain arrangements that they have yes. when they're allowed to bring someone in or do right. things like that. Right. And I think, like, in that period when they were separated, yes. he was going outside of Those their agreed-upon yeah. relations. Right. So that's why I say cheating. Yeah. Now, when they are doing what they like to do, that's not considered that. I right. say cheating because he was going outside of, of their agreed-upon rules of their relationship yeah yeah because i believe at one point he was messing with like a staff member or something like that yeah that's what the story said yeah and that's outside of what Mm -hmm. they agreed upon so my thing is if they can have an open marriage that's fine but typically in most open marriages or relationships there's still rules and standards that both parties need to upkeep and so the fact that he didn't that is why i say he's cheated because he has yeah yeah um, and he's just said some just real disrespectful stuff about women in general mm-hmm. that um, is disheartening. And it's like, as a woman, I couldn't be with a guy like that. Like, mm-hmm. you saying stuff like that, I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Right. That's not how any of this Because a lot of people were saying, well, she agreed to it. I don't think people take into consideration, like, if your parent is literally sitting next to you and be like, oh, yeah, sign that real quick. It takes away her power to actually be like, no, I don't want to. Especially when she doesn't have her own. Right. So it's not like, I mean, the girl that was starting at 16, she's now 18. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, I don't know if she's in school or what she... She is in school. Okay, but like... Her parent, his, her dad is paying for that, yeah. for everything else. Yeah. She may not feel comfortable to push back because she don't know what the consequence would right. be. We've all been there with parents, mm-hmm. so let's not act like it's some sort of crazy thing that she would agree to it even though she didn't like it. Right, right, right. And then, like you said, what would the consequences be? What if are you gonna the doctor do? checked and said, oh yeah, her hymen What are you going to do, beat her? Take right. away her money? I want to know what the consequences are. What exactly are you going to do? Right. And then, why does he not hold his sons to the same standard? Like, he has literally given his sons condoms on TV. And you know something? A lot of men view it that way. Oh, yeah. A yeah. lot of men view it 
as you know boys would just that whole boys would just be boys right and with their little girls they can't do that and mm-hmm. i said this before we recorded just because you was out there slinging it in every hole don't project that on your children and i right. think that's for men men and women mm-hmm. if you want to be you want to make sure your kids are safe and educated. That is all you should be doing. Right. Because they're going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And when she's ready to, one, we don't know what she's been doing now. Right. But when she's ready to have sex, she will have sex. Right. And I think it's ridiculous that parents have this notion of like, oh, they're never going to have sex. Mm-hmm. They're never going to date. They're never Stop it. You did. Yeah. And so why and would it's you like, stop think about it. what you was doing at their age. In fact, and if you feel like what you were doing was inappropriate, don't project that negative on your on your child. Right. Educate them properly so that they're making better decisions. Right. You're not locking them up, putting a chastity belt on them. That doesn't fix anything. Right. That doesn't that typically um garners more issues down the line. Yeah. Having open communication of saying Make sure if you're having sex, you're being safe. Make sure you know how it works. You know the consequences of being unsafe. Mm -hmm. And know that I'm here if you have questions or you need support. To me, that is the appropriate role of the parent. Not um, making her go to the gynecologist, making her sign her rights so you can see her medical files and checking her hiring and stuff like that. Especially as... Look... It's inappropriate at 16, but now she's a legal adult. It's yeah. ridiculous. And It's ridiculous. And, like, and, for him to say that she's comfortable doing all of that because they have a close relationship and a level of trust, my thing is, if y'all really had that close of a relationship and that level of trust, you would, you would need exactly. to get the doctor's confirmation. Exactly. You would believe what she told you. Exactly. But it's like, you clearly don't believe what she's telling you because you asking the doctor to double check. You make exactly. her sign her consent asking the doctor to double check to verify what she said. It's like, so do you really trust what she's telling you? You don't. And y'all don't have a trusting relationship. Right. Because if you have a trusting relationship, like you just said, you're trusting her to come to you. Mm -hmm. And when you ask a question, you're trusting her to give you the answer. Right. And that's all it should be. And that is why I think as parents, and I do not have children yet, but I think it's important to keep an open door to say, I'm here when you want to talk mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you the knowledge and I, I hope you make smart decisions and right. you leave it at that. Right. At a certain point, you do need the child. You have to let the child make decisions on their own. And right. I feel like it's a job of a parent to educate, educate them and to guide them to making healthy and safe decisions, right. not projecting your fears on mm-hmm. her or your past, or your behavior that maybe you regret mm-hmm. on the child and giving the kid a complex and making the child, frankly, pissed. Right, because like, I've heard about people making their kids, like, at a certain age, telling them they need to be on birth control and, like, actually making them get birth control. And it's like, let them choose what they want to do. You can inform them of the risk and everything, but to say you have to get on birth control, it's like, that's their body, <clears throat> and you forcing them to get on medication that... You know, birth control affects everyone differently, and people have to try different pills and stuff, but for you to force that on somebody, like, that's OD. And you don't even know if the kid is having sex or not. You just right. assume. Because, once again, maybe because what you were doing at that age, mm-hmm. you just assume your child could be doing the same thing. Right. When it needs to be, hey, if you feel like you're ready to be sexually active and you feel like this is a part of your life, I want you to know that I'm here to help you get birth control mm-hmm. or any other measures you need to stay safe. Right. Please let me know and I'll make the appointment or whatever we need to do. Yeah. That's the type of conversations 
that needs to be had, right. not any of this foolishness. And um, I'm not surprised by his comments because he always sends some weird mess. <laughs> but what irritates me, obviously, is the women and men who agreed with the foolishness, including um, what's a face from the real Jenny, uh, Jenny Mai. Jenny Mai. Lord. She came out and said she supported it because. You know, she understand because she was a wild girl. What? And mm, I'm honest with you. So then someone basically, like, dragged her in the comments. And I wanted to, I screenshotted her response because mm-hmm. I guess it was supposed to be clarifying. Mm-hmm. Hey, loves, you're not Monique, <laughs> first of all. That's Monique. She was like, she says she don't agree with the... Um, the extremity of invading a woman's personal body. And so can we pause there? Because that's one thing that's been bothering me. When people be like, oh, I support it. And then you say something to them. And they be like, well, I don't support this part. Then don't just say you support it. Huh? Because you know that you're, whatever you're saying is going to get backlash. You, you know, know whatever you're saying is going to get reaction. So don't just say that one short sentence and think that nobody about to check you. Okay, continue. She <laughs> goes... Um, I'm also not in T.I.'s family speak on how he raised his kids, so why are you speaking on it? Because you were speaking on it. You see what I mean? Like, don't speak on it then. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak on it, and I'm going to stand on my opinion. And plus, she's on a show that she always got to speak on other people's business, so, so shut, shut up. up. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> what I truly mean is that I emphasize what fathers go to th- to ensure their daughters are safe in today's world. If you empathize, then you should have said, I empathize. Yeah. So, no, you don't. And two... You should empathize with parents mm-hmm. that their kids are safe in today's world because right. the same risk for pregnancy, getting someone pregnant or disease, whatever, yeah. is with boys as well. But yeah. mm-hmm, we'll get there too. I think back to what my dad had to do in order to keep me safe. Um, what he say? Because I was a wild kid, I get cringy today remembering him having to search my bedroom at night because he knew I wasn't honest with my reckless behavior. That said, I would... What was he searching for? I don't know. She said she was a wild girl. <laughs> I would never wish these stressful duties upon any dad, and I even feel embarrassed about what I put my own father do, father through. I should have made clear that my support is in empathy for impassioned dads. Today, I would prefer that parents use strong communication about sex and okay. intimacy. Here's the thing. Because I'm about to say, don't you think that potentially... The ish battles that you had with your father could have been resolved if the relationship between the two of you was Absolutely. Different. And then my other thing was, that to me is a cover-up because that should have been said on the real. Not mm-hmm. you support him. That you say what should be used yeah. is better communication about sex and intimacy yeah. so that you're not having to do that. Right. That's what you should have said, right. hook Because a lot of people were like, oh, he's being a good father. No, he's you, not. If you disagree with this, you didn't have a good father. That's bullcrap. No. If you agree with him and think that's a measure of a good dad, then I'm thinking you haven't had the best examples examples in your life because that is not that is not a measure invasive that's not a measure of um a good dad that's ridiculous him sharing it on a public platform is almost another level of invasiveness that's her business right he's already doing this and she may not be comfortable with it but now he's telling the world and then like she was getting comments of men like saying oh let me be your first and like she had to put her the comments on some putting of her, her in a space yeah and like she was liking what some of the people were saying against her dad but i'm sure like even if she was okay with all of this she may not have wanted the world to know all of that information like is she may have wanted that to stay private 
Um, and so I feel like that added a new level of like, ugh, because it brought all the skeezers to her page and the comments, and they already there. Just nasty. And they already there. Just nasty. What is wrong with men? Right. Obviously not all. Right. But trash boxes of men. <sighs> And then I wanted to also talk about the podcasters. So yeah. it was on a podcast and the pod, the episode, including all of these comments from T.I. was up for one day. Um, and then they started getting backlash. So they took the podcast down. They did eventually re-upload it without that clip in it. But I did not appreciate one. I think. OK, so it's a couple of things. One, while he was saying it, they were laughing. Now. I understand, because she, we done been there before, when someone is saying something problematic on your platform or even in front of you and you don't know how to respond. Sometimes people do laugh as a nervous thing. I understand that. However, you still uploaded that full episode, and when you upload an episode, you know you're going to get, you know, some kind of response. The the podcast was named Ladies Like Us, is named Ladies Like Us. You know you're going to get some kind of response, so you need to be prepared for the response you're going to get. Don't just delete it and think, oh, it'll go away. Because they were de- they deleted the episode. They was deleting all the comments about it on their pages. And they made an apology. Right. Well, before that, then they posted in their stories of how they were they were happy because they were trending. And they oh, were in the really? top 40 podcast. They were supposed to, all of this, not addressing what anyone was saying to them, nothing. And then, then the they apology did the apology came the next day. Because they probably got dragged. Right. And so it's like... So, in in their apology, they talked about how their knee-jerk reaction may not have been appropriate. The knee-jerk reaction was the laughs during the episode, which, like I said, I can understand in the moment not knowing how to respond um, or not knowing the full implications for what you're hearing. But it was more than a daggone knee-jerk reaction. Y'all took so many steps before you finally was like, oh, let us apologize. Y'all deleted the episode. Y'all was deleting every comment. And then even in the apology, you're like, oh, we oh, we welcome the conversation, blah, blah, blah. But then in their stories, they like, any um, negative comments on our pages, they'll get blocked. That's not welcoming the conversation. Welcoming the conversation is actually speaking to the people that had one, they listened to your show. They were subscribed because they heard it, like the the entire episode with that part in um included. You should be responding to them, and even if you still do agree with him, you're not nourishing the conversation by just continuing deleting it and trying to run away from it. Um, and so even like even after the apology, I still think it's bullcrap. I think that they were are happy now that they have like all of this attention on them. Um, I do. I, it'll be interesting how they like with the Navigate next episode yeah. will be about and if they will address it in the episode but I just think they handled it like so terribly um, because that's just not the way to go about it because I mean we've gotten a little bit of backlash from our episode before but we always respond like we may apologize we may explain we may do a number of different things but, but also, we never run away from it we have never deleted an episode and no. it's some episodes that it's like Oof, that was strange. But, but we never but, but when we it. have guests who have problematic views, we don't just sit there and giggle, we address it. I think the only time someone had the perspective of us sitting there and giggling was the episode with my ex, which I think one it was awkward for me cuz 
him and I would debate literally every morning, and at a certain point, you get tired of it. And then I know from your perspective, you sitting there like, girl, check your man. Because it's like, you don't want to overstep the boundaries (laughs) either. I will say, (laughs) I had to say my piece, but some of it I had to, I had to be like, well, that's my friend's boyfriend, and I don't want to cuss this man out. Right. But I you know, and we got responses you know. saying that like we handled that irresponsibly by laughing or whatever. We did. Yeah, they came directly to me. Oh, but, I, I was about to say when did when, I was like I feel like. But we, I mean, I responded appropriately. I One, feel like we addressed the trash. Like we made it clear we didn't agree. I mean, yeah, I think on the episode we did make it clear. That but we maybe not. But maybe not clear enough. The I, I'm not of gonna... those people was that we didn't do enough. And Which cool if that's your opinion, fine. Right, I, I don't. But I'm not running like that. that episode is still there. <laughs> like we're not running away from it. And I responded to all of those people like one for context that was well my ex now, but boyfriend at the time. And I think that adds a layer to it. And I do think we made clear how many things that he was saying that we did not agree to in that episode. But I'm not running away from the criticism. I no. will just it's a learning experience. Because that's not going to be the first or the last time that we have a guest that says something that we disagree with and that we may have to correct and that may, ha- you know, create awkward moments. But it's a learning experience and ensuring that you, one, address that criticism properly. Don't run away from it because you have a platform, you have listeners for a reason. And so you're not going to go without having to ever apologize to anyone. That's just unrealistic. Because, I like, and I think it's unrealistic to think in any conversation, like, even casual conversation, you may say something problematic. You may say something wrong. You may slip up and say something. That's, like, not unexpected. But I think just holding yourself accountable when someone does approach you for it is important. And I do think that's the responsibility of having a large platform of people that listen. And I just don't think they handled it properly at all. And, like, I still don't think they're handling it properly. But we'll see how they continue and how they recover from it. But I just, like, and I never had even heard of the podcast. One of the women I had heard of her before because she's know married Miguel's to Miguel. I know that's Miguel's wife. Right. But I would, like, at this point, I don't even want to listen to the podcast. I am interested to see how they handle the next episode. But it's like, I don't want to hear nothing from y'all because I just think y'all recovery from that did not go well. So then, but in other episodes, we've talked about how, like, People don't give people a chance to recover, so yeah. don't you feel like you not wanting to listen to them? Well, that's why I said I'm interested. I'm not saying I'm gonna listen, but if someone else listens, <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm being honest. I'm not saying I'm gonna listen to the next episode, but with all the eyes on them, I'm sure if they address it, there will be an article about it. I'll hear a clip, like, <laughs> and I am interested to see how they approach it. Are they going to, like, speak openly and honestly about it? Or are they going to just try to skip over it and have a guest and go on about their business? I can see that from the episode description if they just have another guest and the topic is about something completely different. Um, So that's the part I'm interested in. I'm not going to sit there and listen to their whole podcast because um, I did listen to the T.I. episode bits and pieces of it because I was looking for the clip. And I don't enjoy it regardless. Like So that's why I'm like, I'm not going my way. I just I don't I don't enjoy their style of podcasting and that's okay. Yes. And so I'm not going out of my way to listen to the show because I would never would have listened before. Well, but I just think they got to do better. I I I think I agree. No, and all that background. I think 
I think if people are interested in listening, then I feel like it's fair to give them an opportunity to see yeah. how they navigate moving forward. Yeah. Because I do feel like um, people, we have a tendency as a whole to hold on to things and not let people evolve or grow. Right. So I think, and that that goes for us too, because I could say like things I've said in past episodes, I cringe at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all always growing. But I will. But I'm saying. But I will hope that someone could understand. Yeah. That I'm here. I am in the present space, not where I was then. It will give me an opportunity, and will want us to listen or still be interested. And that goes the same with them, and other people. Um, I think. Back to Ti. Because I was I was gonna wrap around back too. Because I was gonna mention I mentioned this to Shanae earlier. One girl was on Twitter and she said she like brought up this conversation with her boyfriend and they ended up breaking up over it because like they could not just come to common ground and her boyfriend thought that like this was all okay and like I said it is very overprotective and very invasive and so it's like and a little possessive because it's like yeah. why do you feel like you could own why do you feel like you have that power you have that right right and so I like again going back to my ex i understand like being in a place where you're with someone you have so many values that you don't agree with and thinking like oh no i can't continue to do this because if there is no willingness to compromise on a topic like that where it could enjoy i mean involve your future offspring that is kind of a big deal to me and so i completely understand like wanting to move forward from that it is unfortunate that it had to happen because of a debate because of something that happened on the podcast but i mean better now than later when you actually have a kid like right but that's what i'm saying like sometimes when we're dating sometimes it's the questions kind of based around like financial status it'll be mm-hmm. like religion and stuff like that mm-hmm. but stuff like this you gotta get in the nitty gritty ladies and gents we should be talking about yeah because this is the type of stuff where i can't have a partner that disagree on stuff like this mm-hmm. so it depends on you as a individual person what is okay and what's not okay for you mm-hmm. but that's why there needs to be you need to talk especially if you're thinking you may want a future with someone yeah you have to talk about scenarios if you was in a situation what would you do what do you think about x y and z mm-hmm. things that are important to you yeah. and things that you could not get past because mm-hmm. i would say with your that relationship at first did you see it Oh, absolutely not. Because you don't right? discuss all that. Because you don't discuss all that. Yeah. So when when you start to see it, you already loved him. Yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, if you don't mind talking about I it, I don't know. What was the struggle for you? Because I then it gets tough because yeah. now you already like you love him now, and so now yeah. it's not as easy. I don't know how long they were together. That person you saw yeah, on Twitter, I don't know but then when you're when you fall for them, mm-hmm. and now you're in this space. How did how was that for you? I think the first thing you try to do is like find areas of compromise. Mm-hmm. You try because like everyone is coming from a different place. Everyone does have were raised in different you know surroundings with different experiences. So you have to take that into consideration. And so I think you start off trying to find compromise, but then you start trying to like convince them on topics that you're very passionate about. You try to convince them to see your side. And don't get me wrong, because even with this T.I. stuff, when I was discussing it with some people, I did have to go in depth and explain it to them, and then they understood. Right, right. And so don't get me wrong, sometimes that can work, because they don't, 
Especially they like see men, it. they don't understand because even some people was like, you can't have patriarchy over your own daughter, which is bullcrap. But they don't understand all of those things because they haven't been through it and they, they're they not going to see everything from a woman's perspective. So sometimes they need that information. And if that's the case, then it's like, yeah, I'm willing to sit down and have these deep conversations so that we can work through it and get on the same page. But a lot of times, especially for me or whatever, that was not happening. It was right. more like we would just have these debates and then we would never agree. Like, we agreed to disagree so many times that I honestly hate that phrase at this point. Because it's like, no, for some things we cannot just agree to disagree because that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're I not going to beat the gay out of my child. That's not going to work. We can't agree to disagree on that. We can't. Like, how are we going to agree to disagree on that? I'm fanning myself, y'all. <laughs> That's that. That's that's not possible to agree to disagree. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. So I think it got to the point for me. It was like there were so many things that it's like I can't agree to disagree on not one of these, let alone all ten. And you can't think about necessarily a future where this would actually become could become your reality. Reality, yeah. And so I think, and I do. I think now I'm not dating right now, but. Since then, when I have dated, my approach is to discuss the more serious topics and the things that I am more passionate about early. And so that's why when people are like, oh, you don't discuss religion and stuff like that early, yes, I don't necessarily do. agree with No, that. I don't. I don't because agree. Because I'm like, I need to get this out the way. I because think, if you don't agree with this, then it ain't even no point in me wasting my time. I think <laughs> like, your non-negotiables should be brought up early. Yeah. If you are sure. Even if they're controversial. like If you're sure about your intent when it comes to your dating life, yeah. whether you're looking for long-term uh, partnership, if there are non-negotiables in that, mm-hmm. that to me is discussed very early mm-hmm. for the simple fact, why are you going to fall for someone who doesn't meet you in these spaces where you need to be met? And mm-hmm. I mean, I mean religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you got to do a homophobia check. I mean, you got right. to... You have to see because sometimes that stuff is not clear until something like this comes up or until that person's in a situation where you see you're like, wait a minute, you think that? Right. And then it gets tough. I would think it gets tough when you love the person Mm because it's like, I love you. I'm wanting to make this work, but I can't get past this. And then it will break up the relationship. So I actually think... You know, first date, all right, you don't got to bring it up. Right. You don't. Right. Um, But I think within, like, the first month of dating someone, mm-hmm. these non-negotiables should be brought up. And it's yeah. not brought up aggressively. Or what you think about that? <laughs> you bring it up in conversation. Like, that's this is I where think... I'm at. What do you think? You yeah. just bring it up. And that's also a way of getting to know someone. You yeah. guys have to talk. Yeah. And when you're getting to know someone... Talk, when I say get to know someone, I don't just mean, how was your day? What What's do you do for color? a living? What shows you like to watch? You like chicken? <laughs> I mean, really getting to know someone in their yeah. frame of mind, yeah. their childhood, their yeah. thinking, yeah. how they come to decision making, yeah. stuff like that. That's that, that gets past the what you do in text that I loathe. And I think situations like the T.R. comments do give the opportunities to have those conversations because then it's like, let me send you this article or let's talk about what happened. Like, I, are we on the same page? I am quick to screenshot something and send to a dude like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I want to know mm-hmm. if I'm dating someone and I see something, I want to know where you land. Right. And and if you're landing in a space that's a non-negotiable for me, then you and I are going to work out. Yeah. And 
Because there are some things that I'm just not willing to teach you. Same. I'm not willing to teach you how to not be homophobic. You got to learn that on your own, and you may not ever learn it. I'm not taking that risk. There's certain things I'm not going to put an effort into. Because yeah. a lot of people, they be like, well, you know, when people have kids, they change. I'm not taking that risk. That's too much of a risk, because what if you don't? <laughs> because and then, now, and I now I share like this child I am with you. trying to protect my kid from my the kid's dad. Right. That's not a or safe whatever stupid thoughts or right. mindset that person is in. Yeah. I just think we got to talk more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like outside of this, just in general, mm-hmm. we need to talk more and we need to get past these surface level conversations. Mm-hmm. Less people need to really discuss. And I know we're going on a tangent, yeah. but this thought process of people's mindset towards certain things, and that's even in friendship, because mm-hmm. they're non-negotiables. It's like, as my friend, like, I don't want to be your friend if this I don't is how be you associate. behave, right. if this is how you act, if this is how you right. think. Right. Talk about real things yeah. with the people around you mm-hmm. to make sure that they're in the same space. And it's okay to have different opinions. Yeah. Differing opinions. But it's also okay to want to create a circle mm-hmm. where you're non-negotiables. Everybody on the same page. Yeah. Because some people are like, well, that's childish. You should be able to be friends with people who don't agree with you or don't think the same way. I don't have to. Right. And it's not, I'm not asking for clones of me. No, I'm because not. Because as y'all know, me and Shanae, we disagree on topics. But our non-negotiables... Are the same, Those core values... Are the same. <laughs> like, we on the same page when it comes to those, and there's no question about it. Um, And so it's like, I... You should, for friends, for relationships... Shoot, for family... I you want the same core values, and I'm facts, fine with that. And you can say I'm childish for saying I want my circle to be with people who share the same core values. Yes, I do. Right. And I can like pink, and she can like purple, mm-hmm. and we could disagree <laughs> on whether avocados go on tacos. <laughs> that is disagreements I want, not <clears throat> on those non-negotiables. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, same. And so I just think, like you said, I think, and that's something that I learned from my previous relationship, like, you just have to discuss those things with the people around you early um, and make sure that y'all are on the same page because it's nothing worse than, like, you getting too late in the game and realizing, like, ooh, ooh like, there's a big issue here and that's yeah. not something that I can live with and they, it may not be something that they're willing to budge on. Um, and so it's just, like, y'all got to have these conversations ASAP um, and make sure that you are creating a healthy environment for yourself for your future you know offspring for you know the other people around you because lord if i could tell you how many times shanae and my ex got in screaming mentions <laughs> like I, <laughs> I created so many unhealthy settings for shanae with that man <laughs> which it wasn't thing. intentional don't get me wrong it wasn't but it wasn't intentional <laughs> at all and i will say on my end and you unless ask sydney I really did try for I think a little bit. I was about to say, in certain For a little bit. I think all of my friends tried. I tried <laughs> for as long as I could take it, and then I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> and then at that point, I tried to just be silent. Yeah. Because I could not... I didn't want to talk to him. There's nothing for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. I fundamentally pretty much disagree with everything he said Mm -hmm. and so because i love sydney and i don't and i know that was hard for her to 
have her and like we joke about her like I never like her guys let me be clear it's not it has never been to that level <laughs> like, no, no, no. but <laughs> honestly after him it's like I didn't really dislike none of them let me yeah, tell you something yeah. it was more I didn't and we're not trying to y'all can take it as me bashing him I don't care I really don't let's call it space man here in the past when I haven't liked any someone Sydney has dated, it's because I didn't like the behavior towards right. Sydney. I right. felt like they could have done better or I felt like they were playing games. Mm-hmm. Them as people, um, either I knew enough of and I didn't have an issue with them as people yeah. or I didn't know enough about them. I just knew that I didn't like the way that person was making her feel. Right, right. With him, I did not always like how he made her feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was him as a person. I, was say, I think it was more so. It the, was more him as yeah, a person. Yeah. Our core values did not match. Yeah. And um, the more I got to know him, the more I was figuring out that we are like night and day. And it just, I, for me, near the end, I just couldn't be around a man. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. Because I didn't like, I know it made. Sydney feel uncomfortable, and after the epic throwdown at a crab feast, <laughs> I realized that I just had to stay away and basically not that be was around. Such an eventful night, my God! I almost, I because like that wasn't even the only thing that happened that night. It was it so wasn't. much, but Jesus. it got to the point, guys, where at a crab feast, I was ready to leap over the table I, at him, and then I said, I don't even remember eating that many crabs that night. To be, I honest. barely ate. I was just <laughs> pissed, and look. I remember this situation vividly. I'm not going to go down that path. But this is what I'm going to say. I didn't like the way I was being spoken to. Right. I didn't like it. And that was like the fifth straw for me. And I just let it all out. Mm-hmm. I am not, to this day, I'm not proud of that moment. Mm-hmm. Because one, I don't like anyone to get me so unhinged. Yeah. I was unhinged. I was about to say, because I still, and... to this day, wonder. I'm like, the table's around us. What the heck did they think was going on? Because no nobody idea. intervened. So I'm no like, idea. it wasn't as loud. It like, wasn't as crazy as it felt. Yeah. It wasn't, but I don't like to ever have someone get me that unhinged, and I was, mm-hmm. and it was publicly unhinged. It's right. one thing if I'm cussing somebody out in my house, <laughs> I am in a public forum with a lot of people around, <laughs> cussing up a storm, ready to throw my drink in somebody's face. <laughs> and I mean, I was ready I was to the point where I had to get up and walk away because I literally felt like I was going to swing and I'm not a violent person but that's how upset I was and at that moment because him and I spoke after that and I made it clear that I'm out Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this with him no more I'm not going to put my friend in this type of situation no more and that it is what it is right I don't care for him that is what it is I'm not speaking I'm not I'm gonna be polite but Mm -hmm. we just gotta keep it that way because that was too much right I don't like that. So I'm not proud of that night. But at that point, I was like, okay, this is a lot. This is way more than I've ever felt about, honestly, not just Sydney's purpose, just anyone in my life I've never had that type of issue with. (laughs) I'm just saying. But to, like, so uh, this makes me wonder, like, with T.I.'s comments, because, like I said, I'm sure everybody in his family didn't know, like, that was happening. Because who brings up OBGYN appointments no, with their children? I don't feel like you talk about that at I do wonder, dinner. like, were those conversations now happening with his friends, with his family? Were they, like, breaking it down for him of why they may have felt 
Because, I mean, shoot, they might all agree with it. I'm about to say, but, I'm curious to see who didn't agree with him. Yeah, and, and who, if they can't. And if they felt comfortable enough or yeah. felt um, or felt passionate enough to say, hey, what's with that? That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything from him, any additional statements or anything like that. Nope. I, I don't wondered, think he's posted since. I wondered if he would, if he was going to speak about it on his own podcast. That could be the, the level case. of, yeah. he's gotten a lot of backlash. Yes. Um, yeah. A lot of backlash. <laughs> yeah. So I want, he might, he might and be saving it for his podcast. I don't even know what day his podcast drops. It's deserved so. to yeah. me. Yeah. And so I wonder if he will address his comments or if the backlash maybe even, I doubt it, but maybe even make him think about his being actions. different yeah. and maybe changing his behavior. I yeah. mean, she's 18 and if she's a responsible young woman, she's going to school, she's doing something of her life. Leave the child alone. I think right. what, that's what it really needs to come right. to. Right, and let her do what she And let her do. do what she do. And if y'all have a great relationship, um, then the relationship will keep you guys in good communication with each other. I right. just don't think... I think any parenting method where you're doing stuff like this, mm-hmm. this, you know, people want to call it protective or being a good parent. I just don't think it is. Yeah, I just I think, don't think it is. I think you just have to take a step back and be like, do I really trust my child if I'm going to these lengths? And yeah. it's like, maybe he never took that step back. But Jesus, I hope this made him do I that. I hope he thinks about it differently. And check how um, he treats his sons and his daughters differently. Because he does have a young, he has a kid, kid daughter. Yeah. Who, and um, and just as a blanket statement before we leave, I don't think it's okay for parents to treat their sons and daughters differently. Mm-hmm. I don't. I that fundamentally disagree with it. I don't think that's appropriate, and I think that causes not only division between siblings, mm-hmm. and that impacts their relationship with each other, mm-hmm. um, it impacts your relationship with your child. Yeah. And I think years later, I think sometimes parents don't see it, resentment and things build. Yeah. Um, and you're only negatively impacting your own relationship you can have with your child. Right. And when they get older and don't want to fool with you, then you sit up here trying to figure out you don't understand why. Yeah. I think sometimes as parents, and this is why I don't agree with how casually people have children, and I will always say that, mm-hmm. because parenting is such is such a big thing. Yeah, so many and factors involved. There's so many factors, and that doesn't mean, um, and that's not saying that you can't, I'm trying to say that there's so many layers. Parenting and should so not be many, taken lightly. It shouldn't be taken lightly because there's so many ways um, that you can, F your that kid you can impact your child. I mean, just look at your own life. Take a moment, think of your own life, mm-hmm. and think of how your parents have impacted you, good or bad. Right. And even the best parents, you still have moments because yeah. we're not perfect. Yeah. And so my whole thing is when people just be having kids, like they just be having kids, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you have to think about all that. It really does impact the child. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people's issues come back to childhoods and childhood trauma pretty much everything mm-hmm. can come back to childhood trauma. Yeah. And it's not always with parents. Sometimes it's stuff in school. Sometimes it's peer-related. But the point is, it always can be tracked back yeah. to something in your childhood. And yeah. a lot of times, parents are involved. And that's why I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of times when people, like, people want kids. And, like, people have yearning to have kids. I, I think people have to take, like, a little bit of a step back and figure out if they're being selfish in their desire to have kids, like, is it just for them? Is it just because they want this fulfillment of, like, a family and all these things? And and if, 
inside aside of that, are they creating the best environment to bring a child into? Um, while you're trying to have a kid or if you do decide to have a kid or whatever, it's like, are you making sure that they're going to have, like, the best childhood, the best, ooh, the best, um, you know, family and the best home as possible um, so that you can give them the best opportunity to be a, an amazing human being? Because, like we said, any little thing can impact people, let alone kids, in, like, a number of different ways. So I definitely think, like, you have to take all that into to consideration and also allow your children the opportunity to advocate for themselves like I don't think that's always been a practice I've seen more people talk about it now but it's like do let your kids speak up and say if they disagree with you now they still might not get their way but <laughs> make sure that they have a voice I agree. Um, I think so many, especially black parents, don't necessarily let their kids have a voice because it's like you a child stay in a child's place. And it's like, no, you might still be able to give your opinion. Now, you still might not be getting that candy today, but I think it, like, validate their opinion, validate their voice, and allow them to speak up for themselves. Because that helps in the long run. Yeah. And I was was fortunate to be in a household like that. Mm -hmm. And... One thing that I didn't have struggle with is standing up for myself. Yeah. So sometimes the transition that young people have in mm-hmm. the workplace struggle mm-hmm. because you're younger, those people, the authority, the age gap, you feel like you can't advocate for yourself. Right. And so for me, when I was up in there, I didn't care. <laughs> and every now and then when I felt like I slightly cared, I would talk to my mother and she would remind me not to care and say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you setting your kid up for failure in their adult life when they have to start making decisions for themselves mm-hmm. and advocating for themselves. They have struggles there right. for speaking up for themselves and being okay and having an assertive voice yeah. because their whole life they were told to shut up or, yeah. you, you know, speaking to you, spoken to. Right. It's none of your business. Right. So I agree. Yeah. Um, 150%. Right. And, and that goes to letting your daughter decide when she's by herself with her doctor if she wants to give you consent. To check it? her dad on high, man. For sure, you didn't even check it. Even if your kid was like, I wouldn't care, you shouldn't check it. Yeah, that's weird. You shouldn't check it. You should be out in the seating room unless mm-hmm. your kid says, oh, you can come back with me. I know when I have children, I'm not assuming I'm going to be in the office. Yeah. That's, that would be her discretion. That would mm-hmm. be my son's discretion. Mm-hmm. Um, um, long as they healthy, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I plan to have a very open and honest relationship with my kids so they'll talk to me. Right. Um, so that half the time you don't even have to ask. They mm-hmm. open up. I just I say that because that's the house that's how I was raising like my mother didn't have to ask me nothing. I was coming to her with stuff. Yeah. With questions. With questions. Like, or oh, with, what's this? What's this? <laughs> or I was coming to her and say, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, and Z. It may mm-hmm. not have been sexual. It could have been anything. And sometimes yeah. it was. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know what to do. Or I'm thinking this. Or, or what would you do? When you, to me, when you really have that type of relationship, you don't, most of the time you don't have to ask because the kid wants to talk to you. They mm-hmm. view you as a place of wisdom, mm-hmm. a place of support, a place of comfort, um, they trust your opinion. That's the type of um, relationship I want my children. Where, you know, I don't really even have to ask. They 
frankly just come to me and say, hey, this mm-hmm. is what's going on with me, or I'm thinking about this, or what did you do at this age? And then being open to having those conversations. And say my <laughs> dirt, and share my dirt. And I yeah. think sometimes parents, they get to an age, and then they forget about all the crap they did. Yeah. That is helpful sometimes yeah. with when you're trying to tell your child not to do that. Yeah. When you say, don't do that, maybe you need to bring up, don't do that because I did that, and this is what happened. And, and don't I, bring up your life example retroactively after they didn't already do Right, say, <laughs> I would hate for you to be in that same situation. Situation. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you, yeah. or that's why I'm telling you, yeah. maybe you shouldn't do X, Y, Z, because I don't want you to deal with what I dealt with. Right. And they do that. And I think getting into the church real quick, that's the problem <laughs> with the saved seasoned people in churches sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. because they don't ever want to talk about when they was doing what we was doing. They mm-hmm. only just want to come in your face and say, that's wrong or don't be like that or instead of being like hey I get it I was young and it's sometimes tough and you get tempted and you may do things mm-hmm. it's okay that's a part of life mm-hmm. that doesn't make you a bad person that doesn't I think sometimes that's the issue um in respects to religions yeah yeah I, I definitely agree so it was something else I was about to oh it was this one the last thing I'll say it was this one lady on Twitter it was like a little thread. She checks her son's penises and balls. What the heck is she checking for? I still don't understand. Is she a doctor? I mean, No. <laughs> but she was saying when she was, I think, 17, she was five months pregnant and didn't know it. And she was like, if someone would have been checking me, I may have known sooner and could have made a different life decision or something. Wait, 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 wait. So she said that's why she checked her kids' balls. She checked the balls. But I don't know what she's looking for. What's she checking for? (laughs) She was talking about to see if they're sexually active, but I don't know how you see that on a penis. How would you check? How would you? I don't know. How Unless you see it right after he (laughs) comes. You smell like, "Mm mm-mm, this don't smell right. Because then I think he could have, like, beat his meat. Like, you have no way of, Well, that's what people were saying even with hers. Like, if she's, she's. She could be masturbating and break her hymen, like... Like, you have no way of, like... Yeah. So, and what did it... I mean, you're gonna have this man in therapy for years. <laughs> Get your hand off your son's penis and balls and leave it alone! Leave it alone! She... Y'all trying to put your kids in therapy for on, years! Gonna, while you talking, I'm gonna pull it For up. years! Because she literally <coughs> said that she checked <coughs> both of her... I think she had two sons. She checks their balls. Get your hand off his balls! <laughs> Get your hands off his balls. She wants to see if they are. You gonna have your child end up with an Oedipus complex or something. Get your hand off your child's balls. Mm. Stop it. And what you checking for? Fleas? She said I check my son's boxers, drawers, and even their penises. You know why? Because those are my children, and I want to ensure that they're being safe sexually. But how is checking their balls? (laughs) And checking their drawers. I want to ensure everything is intact. And they understand that I'm an ally. And I'm the only person that supports and understands them unconditionally. How? Because if they're having sex, you wouldn't know by looking at their penis or balls or looking in their underwear. It's one thing if you saw, like, a used condom in the trash and say, right. hey, it looks like you're having sex. Yeah. Keep using condoms. Right. You're just checking their drawers for what? What you smelling for gum? What are you trying to do? It's weird. That's weird. But she's saying that 
as a parent, <clears throat> you need to control and adjust your child's decision making. No, you as don't. As well as their understanding. That's how, to me, kids be wilding out. When parents, I think when parents put too much, too many restrictions, I feel like typically the wild people mm-hmm. be the ones where the parents gave too many restrictions. They wasn't listening. They wasn't trying to talk. They wasn't mm-hmm. trying to let their child develop anything on their own. And then they ended up going to the extreme mm-hmm. because they never got any type of trust or anything like that. Right. I mean, that's what I typically and see. And, by the way, one of her children is 19. Stop it. I mean, that's like molestation to me at that point. At any point, honestly. Stop touching your, your son's balls and penis. He's 19 years old. And here's the other thing. If my child was 19 and still hasn't had sex. Yeah. Um, and decided to have sex, I would say, hey, okay. I mean, right. like, how Are long- you happy? Are you ha- being healthy? Are you being safe? Cool. How long you want your kids to not have sex? You have sex. You enjoy sex. Right. Don't want my kid having sex at 12? No. Right. But if my kid was 18 and said, hey, I'm ready to have sex, I'd say, okay, <laughs> make sure you're ready, mm-hmm. use protection, mm-hmm. and have a ball. I mean, stop <laughs> it. I mean, it is ridiculous. I think this notion of you having kids, your kids are going to have sex one day. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Because I hate the thing of, like, wait till you, like, my child going to wait till they marry. Why? Yeah, you did it. Right. <laughs> you were slobbing knobs. And that's another thing. She Why can't be, she? She Ti's daughter could be doing everything, but and that's her business, <laughs> right? Be safe about it. Right. Stop. I mean, this is just even sometimes when people joke and be like, "Yeah, you can't date till you're thirty. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. That's yeah. weird. It's ridiculous. That's I hate when people they have it's... daughters and they like, "Oh, let me get the gun." That's like, stupid. That's it's so done. Weird to me. I was allowed to start dating at 16. Mm-hmm. My child will be starting allowed dating at 16. Mm-hmm. Anything prior to that, that don't really count because you ain't going out with him. Like, <laughs> your little middle school boyfriend. Y'all holding hands in the basement. <laughs> I don't care. But at 16, you can start dating. Just sit up here and be like, you got to stop. It is the weirdest mess ever. I agree. It is the weirdest mess ever. I agree. And just try to protect and protect, not be possessive over, but protect your sons and daughters in the same manner. Don't protect one over the other. Because then you just got trash little sons running around with all the, everybody else's daughter. And you still a grandma. <laughs> right! <laughs> and you still a grandma at 40. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I agree. I mean, yeah. I think, look, we're not parents, and right. I know parenting... Being it's a hard. It's, it's tough. Like, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to make easy. some kind of mistake. Absolutely. My child going to be sad because I ain't giving him a cookie one time or something. Like, oh. <laughs> well. I'm joking. We'll but. see. <laughs> yeah. We may, our kids may end up being on the couch because of us. Yeah. They but be. the difference is if they come to us and say, you did X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. we would apologize. And be and receptive. We'd be receptive and correct yeah. whatever the behavior is. Yeah. And that is the key. No one is perfect. And I do know that sometimes it's hard when you've had a challenging relationship with your parents to now as an adult, mm-hmm. go back to your parent, especially if you're in a season of healing, and say, you know what, this really upset me. Right. I didn't like this. I encourage you to do it. Mm-hmm. I do. Because if it's needed for you, you should. Right. And your parents may get emotional so what mm-hmm. and i say that because if you still need to say it for your healing mm-hmm. it needs to be said and you're right. not saying it 
to say they're terrible people, but it's mm-hmm. saying that this behavior impacted me to a place where it caused X, Y, and Z for me now. Right. And sometimes that needs to happen. I mean, right. I've definitely had that conversation. I've had my relationship struggles with my father, mm-hmm. and we had to talk about it. I know it wasn't easy for him to hear, mm-hmm. but we had to talk about it. Right. It is what it is. Right. And that's why, like, if nothing else, if there's no other conversation about it, if there's no follow-up, if they don't talk about it publicly, I hope that T.I. and his children have a conversation as a result of this. And they get more clear on boundaries. They get more clear on what they find is acceptable for them and their bodies. And they get more clear on their nurturing an actual trusting, loving, caring um, relationship with, with one another. I hope, if nothing else, that that is happening. I hope they didn't already talked about it at this point because she's been going through it. So <clears throat> I hope they are nurturing those conversations and, you know, figuring out from there. Because at the end of the day, I feel bad for her. Yeah, it's to have to go through all this publicly business. and even that it's being done to her. But It's nobody's business. It's yeah. not for us. You know, we're discussing it, but we shouldn't know this. Right, right. Ultimately, right? Yeah. We shouldn't know this to discuss it. That's right. like a fool. Right. Just right. a fool. <laughs> Ladies and gents. Have conversations mm-hmm. before you procreate. <laughs> if you're interested in procreating. Right. You know, you got to put that in there because yeah. everybody don't want that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're interested, yeah. have conversations. Well, but shoot, before you get serious with somebody. Have conversations. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause. Don't fall in love with a fool now. Because the fool. You're the fool. Huh? <laughs> 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 Joke's on you, fool. <laughs> Because you a fool with a fool. <laughs> and two fools. I don't know. I was trying to... You need to go to school. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> I like that. I was trying to claim some clever, but yeah. <laughs> what she said. So, y'all, let us know. We I feel like we tried to hit everything that came as a result of his um, comments. Let us know if we missed something. Let us know if y'all have different perspectives or want to give more insight into any of your opinions regarding this topic. Um, and we'll, we are happy um, to have the conversation. Um, Genuinely. We're not just saying that. Right. <laughs> right. Um, if y'all have any topic suggestions or um, stories, situations, questions, always email us, goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. Keep us with us on our social platforms. Um, Twitter, GGBB Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Good Girls Behaving Badly. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.